that's missing out because I have I have like zero idea that she was like Tumblr I was like Tumblr it's like who uses Tumblr Welcome back to another episode of Better in Bed, the podcast where we talk about sex and inspire you to get better at it. So thanks for listening and engaging with us at sarahsense.com. It's been so lovely hearing from you and knowing what you think about the show. So one of the things that I love doing as a sex educator is giving talks in the community. And today's topic which is Make Love Not Porn, is actually based off of a talk that I gave at a women's festival last September. I think it's a really important topic and it's something we don't talk or think about enough. But porn is literally something we just can't ignore. It's everywhere. So 30 million people are watching it every second, which means right now, (laughs) 25% of all search engine requests are porn related and the average age that kids are first exposed to porn these days is 11. Mm. So before I introduce my guests, I want to say that I'm not here to be anti-porn and clearly we're not here to shame all the people who do enjoy porn because that would be all of us in this room (laughs) at one point or other. I actually happen to think that there are many benefits to porn if we use it responsibly. And we're going to talk about how to use it in a healthy way later. Um, But there's also some things that really worry me about porn and the way it's evolved that I'm really interested to discuss more with everyone here today. So let me introduce who I have here in the studio today. It's actually a full house. Um, So I've got Jai. Uh, my lovely co-host and producer of this podcast who is fiddling around with the mic. <laughs> okay. Well, that's Jai in the background. There. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, there's Tora. Um, she's a friend of mine who I actually asked only just a few days ago to come on the show. She's, I would call her a keen observer of future trends. <laughs> I invited her on the show because she actually blogged about the Hong Kong Adult Expo and also about adult entertainment. So I know she's going to have some really good insights on where the industry is headed. Laura. Hi. And I also have my friend Ross here. Um, Ross is a regular guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's a regular size man in a regular size world. It works in Bangkok. Everyone's regular here. But, um, works in Bangkok, but used to live in Hong Kong. Is here visiting for a week um, and has volu- volunteered, actually, to do this podcast with us. Um, I would say you consume porn regularly, but you've also thought about it quite a bit. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear all of your perspectives today. Excellent. Yay. Hey. All right. So <laughs> guess. Why don't you guys say a little bit more about yourselves? Where are you from? When was the last time you watched porn? What channel was it on? <laughs> so I've been in Hong Kong for 20 years, originally from the States, but, you know, whole adult life here. So I think my formative years, especially around sex, happened here. Um, 
I last watched porn this morning Ooh. on Tumblr, of course. Uh, for research <laughs> purposes. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Just, to, just to get ready. Just ready. To get ready. <laughs> <laughs> always what I say, just to get ready. How about you, Rod? And I'm also from the United States, but lived in Hong Kong for four years, now living in Bangkok. Um, the last time I watched porn was last night, and it was Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was the way yeah, it's going to go. Nothing wrong with that. Pornhub yeah. is one of the biggest and most popular platforms right it's now. Yeah. Yeah. Is the biggest, yeah. yeah. And it's definitely not in my porn bookmarks. And I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm missing out or not, but it, it's never been one it's of my just favorites. It's kind of a vast site. Like yeah. anything you're looking for, Pornhub's going to have. Yeah. It feels like a big supermarket, really. <laughs> but it, you know what I really like about Pornhub is that it's actually got very good marketing. Yeah. <laughs> if you've seen yeah. some of the videos that come out and social media, I mean, it's yeah. actually pretty good. And they're also one of the only people, um, people only um, porn sites that do a lot of like outdoor advertising, like more traditional stuff. Yeah. yeah. So. They had a great... Uh, Marketing campaign lately, uh, like fifty percent off for women during your period. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's clever. That's, yeah. I watched that one and I loved it. I thought it was so clever. How about you, Jay? You, what, if you're not Pornhub, what are you? On? Um, my my favorite one is called XXNX. Dot com. I don't. Yeah. yeah, it's just a. Well, it's, it's it's an old favorite. Yeah, yeah it sort of it sort of floats under the radar, but I, yeah. I know exactly what he's talking about. And like they, they're always just kind of the text really good. Like it's it's not a heavy website. But other than that, I'm a big Reddit guy as well. So there's a very famous Reddit thread called um, "Gone Wild," and it's all user submitted photos. And yeah, hopefully with we we're talking before with without all the other. The yeah. crazy commenting that's going yeah, on there. Yeah, certain pretty... corners of Reddit yeah, are I... a little hard to get through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what age were you guys first exposed to porn? And when did you start watching it regularly, you think? I think I was exposed probably right around 11 or 12. I guess oh, that okay. makes me so completely regular guy. Completely yeah. average, um, yeah. I remember one of our friends stealing a VHS tape out of their dad's closet. <laughs> All of us watching it in the basement. It was like this mind-blowing, mystical moment. Um, but that was kind of my first experience of full-on hardcore porn. Yeah. Um, and then looking at it regularly, I mean, I'm of the age where the internet kind of got quick enough to use for porn. Maybe the end of high school, yeah. early college. So probably early college was really when I started looking at it regularly. Just because technology finally allowed it. Yeah. 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 So same as you, I probably first found my dad's penthouse and playboys when I was, <laughs> yeah, probably the same age. And Joy of Sex, my parents had. I, I did Joy of Sex, but that's sex. not really pornographic. It's, no, but it's, I, it's I think we're going to get on to what, you know, what. Yeah, you, okay. What well, it depends, depends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're so, right. The, the definition of porn, I think, has also yeah. changed. Not porn, but definitely yeah sex and what's going on under there yeah. yeah yeah but i didn't start watching porn until my 40s to be honest because i think probably like a lot of women i had an idea that that kind of sex is not interesting to me not the actions but the situation i just thought you not for me why would you ever do that i haven't sex myself so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So it's been pretty interesting to miss this big gap of what was going on in the porn industry in between. Yeah. So, so yeah. you're a late porn watcher. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's been great in a way because I already had a pretty healthy attitude towards sex anyway. And I don't think that I experienced some of the 
the bad effects of you know mm. being 18 and thinking that that's reality yeah and that's what's going to go on in yeah. my bed on saturday night <laughs> 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 20 men storm in. <laughs> Do you, I mean, how, how about you? Were you early as well? Um, yeah, same thing. Like, it was a magazine. I guess that's a little bit analog. And I think, uh, just as everyone else, I was bang on 11, actually. Yeah. yeah. But I could never do the thing of watching or looking at porn with other guys in the room. That's that's never been my thing. I don't think I could do it now. At that age, <laughs> At that age, I, I, you don't really understand what's going yeah. on. Yeah. So it's sort of like... <laughs> A mind like you don't even know what these organs are supposed to do at ten or eleven, so you're all of a sudden watching it. But oh, so it's almost more on. educational. <laughs> no, but isn't it weird when you find your dad's stuff as well? You know, mm. I don't know. Don't you think that's what you? I don't know. Stuff that you like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm luckily it wasn't my dad, so I didn't have to go through those more <laughs> qualms. Yeah, see, as a friend's you, dad. As a friend's dad, so okay. you probably had to deal with those. Well, yeah, for me it was it was quite difficult because the thing is. We only had the computer in the study, and for me, it was always downstairs, and our bedrooms were upstairs. So every time we wanted to watch naughty videos, we had we'd have to go downstairs, and downstairs was like it was all open plan, so mm-hmm. my parents could come downstairs at any moment to catch us. So it would be very sneaky and very <laughs> furtive. Like, and, and I'm as as well. Like I don't think I watched porn really before the internet. I don't think I ever saw magazines. I don't think I saw any wow. cassette tapes. I grew up in Singapore. Yeah, Come on, like, I yeah. mean, <laughs> the only time was when the internet um, started. I guess started you know making it pro- more prevalent. So I would say fifteen, <coughs> sixteen, much later for me. Hmm. Um, why do you watch porn, and what's the appeal for you? Oh, I mean, just on a really basic animal level, like anything that pushes a button, it, fear, sex, anything, that's something interesting to look at. And I think that's the same for everybody. But I think it also helps me figure out if I like something new. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty experimental sexually. Yeah. And I, but I also realized that you don't know until you see it and you have that visual visceral reaction oh wow yeah yeah, yeah. like how yeah. would i know i like trans women unless i had seen it on porn and thought oh wow yeah 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 so it's kind of an exploration and there's there's also for me i think because a lot of the porn i look at is probably some of it's as hardcore as you do but mm-hmm. some of it's a little more artistic it feeds a lot of different areas I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, it gets you wound up for something like that. <laughs> just getting ready. Just getting ready. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about you? Um, there's kind of a, an excitement in that. I, I think like the the sort of the, the taboo part of it. You know, it's yeah. these situations <laughs> that you know you're never really going to experience, but there's something sort of exciting and naughty watching it. And uh, you know, chemically, you know, your brain release, releases you know dopamine or whatever serotonin. There's yeah. there's a stress relief element that I get by watching porn. Um, whether it's like escapism or whether it's yeah. you know animal instincts is sort of taking yeah. over. But is that from watching porn or is that actually just from masturbation? And- Both. Like I, it's, a, it's sort of a yeah, different. They go together. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they actually go together. <laughs> <but> I mean, <laughs> no, I just have it on the background <laughs> when guests come. <laughs> yeah, I mean. The, the combination of the porn and the <laughs> masturbation is really, I mean, just masturbating alone is sort of a different experience, but the porn kind of takes it up to another <laughs> level. And So you said something about taboo. I think one of the things I do when I'm watching porn is if I really like something, I'm thinking, how can I make that happen? Yeah. 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 
exactly. it's, yeah, it's inspiration as well as it's go. fantasy. Yeah. There you yeah. go, like an interior design. <laughs> yeah, for me, creative some, references. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally though. For me, sometimes it's about efficiency as well oh. because mm. for me, if I really want to, you know, bang an orgasm out. Mm-hmm. Porn actually helps because visually it's just another sense that's being stimulated, I suppose. Um, I think I can, I mean, I can just as well masturbate without porn, Mm -hmm. Um, but it usually takes a little longer and sometimes, you know, you know. Hong Kong's a fast-paced city. (laughs) 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 And um, have you ever uh, sort of identified what sort of genres Turn you on, Absolutely. or it's really broad. Absolutely. Is there is there something that you're searching for in particular? Usually, what's your go-to search term? For whatever reason, and it, it's it, it's kind of changed over time. I think when I was younger, mm-hmm. lesbianism was sort of a fascinating thing. It's, it's the, the number one Les- search yeah, thing exactly. still. Lesbians exactly. are searched for but by both women and men. Yeah. Like they are the number one term. Yeah. So that I mean that was definitely the go-to early on. But I think as I've gotten older, though, I've sort of tried to get in more realistic situations. And for whatever reason, it's lately been older women, whether, oh. whatever genre. Oh. Thank God yes. for yes. something. Yes. Yes. Really done great things know, for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, that I, would be my latest. Yeah, go-to. I I I am the same. I um I was about to just comment <laughs> on that porn. Uh, comment that you said like thank god for milk porn i want to say thank god for squirting porn okay (laughs) because i would have said like again 10 years ago um and i've been squirting for a long time now nobody really knew what it was and nobody you know thought that it would have been erotic in any way but now obviously it's much more mainstream well thanks to porn (laughs) mainstream no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Tora? Any genres that you look for, or is that, and has that changed with time or with age? Oh, it's definitely expanded. I think the good old basics stay the same as they always were. But here's the thing about Tumblr: it's it's a social act too. It's a social network in a way. So you follow people that you like their general taste of, but they're going to post stuff you didn't expect to see. Yeah. yeah. So you can discover new stuff. You know, I think for porn stars, the only person I follow is Ryan Madison. Right. So therefore you won't be surprised from behind is a big tag. But like I said, I discovered trans women, not discovered trans women, but my attraction for them. (laughs) So that's a big tag that I follow. Yeah. But it's super flexible. Right. Just depends on what I come across. And that's the joy of being part of a community oh my god that sounds so twee but (laughs) why don't you why don't you spend some time on that because i think for like a lot of people don't realize the porn community that exists on tumblr and for me i've always said it's like it's a curated um it's a network that thrives on being curated so yeah the authors you follow curated but why don't you talk us through kind of how you got onto it how the community works and yeah sure so tumblr is a social media network somewhere between instagram and Facebook. You, it's mostly photo-based, but also there's a format for long-form writing. So there are a lot of people who write porn in serial format. Mm. But, you know, just normal people like you and me, curious and kinky. Um, so when I first went on, I was definitely searching terms. I was yep. looking for a certain kind of picture with a tag. But after not very long, maybe a couple of months, I'd kind of followed 
you know, maybe a hundred accounts so that in my feed was coming up. But then you see that they've reposted a picture that you like and you go see Ooh, who originally posted that yeah. and you follow more. But there's a huge DIY aspect of it. For sure, some people are just stealing stuff from Pornhub and reposting. And I have to admit, I don't totally avoid that. <laughs> but there's loads of people like me and friends that are posting images of themselves. There's a really good, quote, real couple community there. Right. But so a lot of the porn I look at is actually made by real humans. There's no intermediary. Okay. It's... Part chatterbait, yeah. Mm-hmm. Part art appreciation and part just visceral, getting down to it. Right. Okay. But how is it different from one of the platforms like the Pornhub's? So literally, it's an it's an aggregate. So if you're okay. not posting yourself, then you're picking things. It's like blogging, right? So you're right. picking what you have seen around the internet and then putting it into your new feed. So it's basically right. like a your own right. porn blog. Right. Whereas something like Reddit, personalized. Well, yeah, it's it's completely personalized. So it's it's curated. It's like everything you've seen on the web collected and pinned somewhere. Yeah. Whereas opposed to somewhere like Reddit, where you can spend a lot of time, same thing on like kind of like self posting pictures, which is just a stream of you only can post the things that really you know you've taken photos of. Mm -hmm. There are alternative kind of chat um, subreddits that kind of do both, but Tumblr in particular has been built on curating stuff from around the internet. Right. In everything, not just porn. Is, does Reddit work the same way then? Yeah. So basically anything you find online, you can post a link to Reddit and post it there. But it's not as, it's not like a personal journal like Tumblr is. Yeah. I've, I've, you know what? I've never actually even used Tumblr. You will as- after today. <laughs> looking forward to it. <laughs> um, and have you ever noticed any effects from watching a lot of porn? Sure. Some good ones and some bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tell me. I, th- I think when I, every once in a while you get a little out of balance, a little out of balance, maybe you're stressed or whatever. If you are watching more porn than you are spending communicating with your friends, that's a freaking <laughs> problem. Yes. That's, if you yeah, are spending more time watching porn than getting laid in real life, yeah. mm-hmm. that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But finding some kind of good balance. On the other hand, it goes really well with a cup of coffee in the morning. So I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. going to say I don't watch porn every day. Yeah. And ha- but have you ever gone personally, you know, over the threshold where you feel a bit like, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I, that's a bit too much. I need to dial it back a little. I think so. I'd probably most people my age or our general generation that were 18 or 19 years old, we're yeah. not really mature enough to sort of do it in moderation. So all yeah. of a sudden you do find yourself sitting there for hours at night. And then, you know, looking back, you're kind of like, that's insane. I was doing that. But, you know, your brain is still forming. You, you yeah. don't. Oh, but I do that. But I do that now every once in a while. You're like, yeah. oh, holy shit, it's 2 a.m. And I could have been out tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely happens. I think it's more of the times where you find yourself doing it every night for a couple days. And then you're like, okay, yeah. this is. Yeah. This is a little too much. And you kind of self-regulate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you find, I mean, one of the things with porn, right? So we talked a little bit about like that dopamine rush, especially in young brains, which Mm -hmm. is why I think it's particularly worrying if people around 11 are starting to watch it very, very regularly because of the accessibility of porn Mm -hmm. right now. Um, That's sort of um, because that constant exposure to dopamine, you know, shapes your perceptions, firstly, 
on sexuality. But secondly, it can also lead to desensitization. And I was wondering if you've ever experienced that yourself. I Maybe this is more of a question for Ross because I know you're quite a late um, watcher oh, of late porn. bloomer. Yeah. <laughs> for, uh, oh, I, yeah. Go for Ross and his yeah. teenage experience. Yeah. I, I think there was at one point, um, you know, like I didn't find myself going into you know, the, the most hard of the hard because nothing was, you know, getting me off anymore. But yeah. there was a point where you're just searching for new genres or new something that sort of excites you. Like, you're not getting that rush of excitement you were getting from lesbians anymore. Now you're looking at Mills. Oh, like I've now seen that a hundred exactly. times. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there is like a, desensit- like a, a desensitizing factor. I, I think I was able to dial it down before it became something that was going to affect my own yeah. sexual relationships or yeah. my own social relationships. But yeah. the potential to... It's really there. Yeah, completely. Yeah. I couldn't imagine with I couldn't imagine having the access kids do now when I was ten or eleven because no. I mean on your cell phone you can look at some really graphic and hardcore things like Yeah. Unhealthy. Unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think well, you're around my age, Russ, and the thing is where we were where the internet started coming up, um the the download speeds weren't even that yeah, good at 18 or 19. Exactly. I mean, I remember going down to my little study in the middle of the night with completely complete darkness, by mm-hmm. the way, and downloading um, a little clip and I would leave it for you, like you three minutes to, to yeah. download and then I would go do something else and then sneak back down to the study and then watch it. And mm-hmm. that would be like just one clip. You can't like watch multiple clips, mm-hmm. like which is what a lot of people do right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so wondering if you have a kink <laughs> about getting discovered now. <laughs> totally, totally makes sense. I have yeah. loads of kinks, loads of kinks. <laughs> <laughs> and how would you feel if a partner watched porn without you? I would be fine with it. I mean, actually, I would occasionally watch porn without my last partner and she was it, she was a little bit upset about it at first, but it was, I kind of told her it was sort of a stress relieving thing for me. It was sort of like, you know, a chance for me to kind of escape and have me time. Um, so I always told her, you know, if she'd watched porn, I wouldn't have minded either. But it's because it, I would assume it was for the same reason I was doing it. Sort of this escapism and yeah. stress relief yeah, good, activity. Good, healthy, normal animal stuff. Not, yeah. Not yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, anyway. so you're, you're saying that most of your porn watching was with your partner then when i'm with a yeah and not all of it but when, when i'm with a partner I've, I've noticed i'm i don't watch it as much so uh, right okay so typically we would watch a little bit of it together yeah um but once in a while i would watch it myself a couple days a week just that was sort of my me time that was my that yeah. was my escape yeah, totally makes sense yeah and you wouldn't watch it um so much just because you would just prefer to have real sex. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Tara? You're okay? Yeah. Doesn't I'm, bother you? Doesn't bother me at all as long as, like we were talking about, that it's a healthy thing. It could even be beneficial to me if they see something they want to try that I hadn't thought of. Could be really yeah. good. Um, I th- think the only... I'm not a huge fan of watching porn together when we're having sex. I'd much rather be totally present in the room and know that we're focused on each other. Yeah. Um, But would you watch it with a partner anyway? Maybe just for fantasy or 
it's never been a high priority. Yeah. When it's really good is when your partner is traveling, and that is how I got on Tumblr. I had uh, just met yeah. a serious partner that I dated for a couple years, and he almost immediately went on this three-week business trip, and we were thinking about how could we have a sexual experience without being near each other or in a time zone that made it easy yeah. to Skype. So, yeah, so totally useful. Okay, cool. Well, how do you think we can all sort of maintain healthier porn watching habits? I think having some kind of understanding of what's going on in the industry, if you've watched that Netflix Hot Girls Wanted and, yeah. you know, have a have an ethical background. Yeah. You know, it, tell, tell everyone about that documentary. <laughs> I've watched it, actually. And yeah, it, you know, it's quite sad. It's it a sad, sad documentary. But tell us about about. What yeah. you thought about so, it. So, I mean, the porn industry is tough right now. People are yeah. not making money. Production is getting cheaper and cheaper, but it's still pretty expensive. Uh, but the money, I don't know about you, but I don't pay for porn, and I feel mm-hmm. kind of guilty about that. Yeah. And that's why I have moved way more towards DIY. So you get these, you know, 18-year-old right. girls. Well, so they say they're 18. You know, who get really popular for maybe three months. They mm. get a lot of attention a lot of money right at the beginning well a lot it's not even that much but very quickly they're doing more and more risky dangerous behavior unhealthy Mm -hmm. i'm not even going to say graphic because some of the graphic stuff i like a lot yeah stuff that they never wanted to do didn't want to do in an unhealthy way but just going downhill pretty quickly making less and less yeah having a pretty unhealthy edging towards a little sex slavishness there. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's not something I want to support. It's such a big button visually that's pushed. I, I have to admit, I do watch sometimes, but I do avoid stuff, most things with camming, most stuff that looks like, I don't know, just dodgy circumstances, and that's why I tend towards DIY more. What's a dodgy circumstance? If you if it's that same greasy white sofa that's been used over <laughs> and over again mm-hmm. and yeah. the production value is pretty low yeah. and the girls looking a bit drugged, mm-hmm. I uh, I just I yeah. like uh crin- it gets cringy. Yeah. And yeah. I know I'm looking at something that's making an unhealthy lifestyle for somebody. Yeah. I don't know. What's your take on it? Yeah. I mean, I think you got to be really self-aware. You made a great point of just, you really got to be aware of when it's getting in the way of your social relationships, I feel like. So, yeah. you know, it's, if you find yourself every weekend, Friday, Saturday, yeah. staying at home, watching porn and not going out, <laughs> I mean, you need to sort of yeah. self-regulate a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or if you see it affecting, you know, your, in, if you see intimacy issues coming up, you know, yeah. if you find yourself having trouble getting a partner, if you find yourself yeah. not being patient enough to go with partners because you sort of have this instant gratification of porn yeah. whenever you want it, then you got to like dial it back a little bit. Yeah. And let's just be honest. If you can't get hard without porn, that's going to cause a problem yes. with your relationship. Exactly. Yeah. So if you, if you actually, there's been quite a few talks on TED about your brain on porn mm. and how people are getting addicted to porn. Um, and it's because, especially younger men. Um, and it's really interesting because it's actually leading to erectile dysfunction. Yeah. So it's, it's, and it's actually a male problem. It's not really a female problem. Erectile dysfunction. I well, I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> as, a, 
and addiction to porn. Like yeah. um, it's mainly the men, and especially of a certain age, younger, the ones that have grown up with yeah. high speed internet, that are getting addicted. Yeah. So, um, we know that even on a brain level, you know, if you're that monkey that pushes the button, yeah, to until you kill yourself from yeah. orgasms. Yeah. It's all, but especially if you're doing that when you're young, it's yeah. changing your brain chemistry. It is changing your brain chemistry. So really interesting on that TED Talk as well. So what happened was they studied these people's brains and after they got addicted, they obviously had to take a period of time where they stopped watching porn. Mm -hmm. And for the younger males who had been exposed to porn for a longer time, it took them a lot longer to be able to regain their normal sexual function than older uh, people that maybe didn't hadn't grown up with that, as we talked about that sort of endless diversity and high speed accessibility of <laughs> porn that we have today. Um, so I thought that was interesting as well. The other point I wanted to talk about was production value. Production mm. value mm. that means so much for me i get really turned off by bad production value like i can't stand the amateur stuff and for me it's very much with porn you you get what you pay for because i've realized that the porn that you do pay for and i do pay for some porn we'll talk about that a little later um porn which i think is made ethically um there is such a huge difference in the filmmaking quality, production quality. I think that's something that yeah. women care about way more than men. I've had guy partners show me stuff that they thought was amazing. <laughs> People whose taste aesthetically I trust. Yeah. I'm like, did you not notice the super nasty fingernails and the bad dialogue? And they're like, no, 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 but you're missing the point. And I think for women, that, that matters makes a, difference. a little bit to how turned on I am. I don't know. Does it make a difference for you guys? See, I only prefer amateur stuff. I hate overproduced stuff. But when you really? say amateur, yeah. are you talking about homemade. these? Yeah, homemade. So that's actually a big distinction. Right. I think when you said amateur, you're talking about a house in Florida with five little girls in it. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about people people at home showing yeah. their kink. <laughs> Is that what you meant? By the way, yeah, I I'm I mean like shaky stuff, grainy. It's all the best um, stuff. Yeah, like yeah, but, no, when um, I, but when like I know and it's a real couple. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't mind a little. There shaky. is something yeah. sexy about it knowing it's a real couple. Yeah. No, um, I mean if but, it is a real couple, that's that's fine by me as well. But if it's like Bang Brothers casting couch, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean by gross. the grainy white couch <laughs> and the. Eastern I love this European <laughs> porn star that doesn't lots say of, much and lots of gold jewelry. <laughs> no, I, I think production value. I I think it matters quite a bit. I mean, whether that's because I came of that age and I've seen a lot of porn since eighteen when I started You've watching regularly. Your taste yeah, yeah, you've refined your taste. Exactly. I have a broad palette of distinguished yeah. tastes, and, but I prefer my genres. <laughs> so since we're an older crowd today, and we're looking back on you know <laughs> our, our porn habits and how they've evolved is there anything else that we've noticed um in terms of how porn has changed since we've started watching it so definitely we talked about accessibility some of the you know graphic scenes i don't know anything else everyone's waxed like a three-year-old girl exactly yeah. drives, yes. drives actually, i find uh. it hilarious that any kind of pubic hair is a fetish 
Yeah. <laughs> you make her fetish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, really. Yeah. People, people follow me for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, come on. <laughs> but you know, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. It's just weird the angle. It would just be nice to have variety. Mm-hmm. Like not everyone has to look like they're a newborn. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, really, <laughs> it's really off-putting. Yeah. Uh, and on that, I for me, I think that the the tits have gotten bigger. Uh, exactly. I was as gonna well. Say, wow. The... wow. Have they? Like everybody now, j- at least has a D. Mm-hmm. Right, like it's like a prerequisite if you want to be a porn star. Mm-hmm. But actually, what you said about shaving is a good point because it's men too. Yeah, yeah. and it's men I meet. Yeah, I, th- I think everybody men? under the age of forty seems to be shaved to a pretty good extent. Yeah, which, like which completely is totally fine. shaved. It's just funny how our yeah, yeah. Well, it makes your dick look bigger, and it's you know, and it's clean for all kinds of things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else that we've noticed? I mean, I think there's a lot more categories now. I mean, if you go yeah. look on one of these pages, yeah. they have they've really sort of broken it out into all these different taboos. You know, yeah. it's, I think it, in one way it's good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if if you really want to explore, mm-hmm. I mean, the Pornhub is your oyster. Mm-hmm. You yeah. that you can buy anything. Mm-hmm. And same on Tumblr, but I think that's the thing. It, on the very negative side, I think it's gotten very much more graphic on the negative side, but also on the positive, healthy side of that. Mm-hmm. I guess there's some fine line there. I haven't quite found it yet, but yeah, much more graphic than it used to be, I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, I, if in terms of graphic, like, I think also just in terms of the aggressive scenes, I feel like it, in terms of porn in the 70s and 80s, it was less aggressive than now. I well, don't know. There were less. You, there were fewer gaping holes, and yeah, I don't think I don't raspberries know. were a huge thing. No, and years ago, or maybe I just you know, didn't accidentally <laughs> raspberry find that. Oh, I don't really need to see someone's ass turned inside out. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, 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 like yeah. yeah, and uh, and there's a lot of. It, it's almost as if some things are now. You know the default setting, so anal is almost in every scene, like right. these days. Even mainstream, I'm talking mainstream but porn, and, and do you there's see that as a negative thing. Um, no, I don't necessarily see it as a negative. I'm just like saying in terms of I think how things have evolved, um, right. and I don't know, like a lot of the the blowjobs as well that go on seem quite aggressive these days. <laughs> maybe it's just my, it's, maybe it's just anecdotal, Yay! but like you know, all of them seem to be sort of. You know, some version of face fucking, you know? Oh, well, like, yeah. do you know oh, what thanks. I mean? Yeah. Like, they're re- like really aggressive, like, you know, choking and forcing the head down. And look, I, as I said, if you like that stuff, that's fine. But, you know, it seems like there's so much more of it. And it's quite, it's more like the default in a lot of the scenes. Yeah. And I think, uh. like, any category, the negative is getting more negative and the healthy is getting more healthy in that. Good, healthy BDSM is more, yep. you know, something not maybe not normal, but easy yep. to talk about, not a big deal. And yep. there's a lot more healthy content yep. in that direction. But you're right. I, I think it, there yep. is some... Yeah, kink.com some, some angry is a huge platform <laughs> as well. If you like oh. some... Fet Life is it, full of porn too. Mm-hmm. You know, like kink.com is pretty good. Like they, I, I, I think that... They're pretty, 
they they have quite healthy depictions yeah. of BDSM. And what I really like about a lot of their scenes is that even though the scene itself can be quite graphic, violent, aggressive, but at the end of the clips, they always do these little post interviews. Yes. With the performers, so, <laughs> actually seen them. Yeah. yeah. So then you know that it's consensual because you can actually, you know, who um, whoever's been performing, they actually say, "Oh, I had a great time." When you know, when perhaps if you actually watch the scene, you know, from your point of view, you'd be like, "How can she be having a great time? She's yeah. like being <laughs> hogtied and like um, suspended and all kinds of things." But uh, as long as for exactly people. as long as it's consensual yeah. right and and they always do those interviews and post interviews which i think is really nice touch as well so you know that that's not exploitative um how about where do you think the porn industry is headed next oh i don't know <laughs> They're ask- always doing good things with tech. So yes. I think whatever whatever technology, you know, if anyone wants to keep an eye on technology in particular right now with VR and AR, that's definitely the one. Like connected devices, we're really kind of launched by them at the same. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, anywhere in that field. So that, that's exactly why I go, well, okay, it's half the reason I go to Adult Expo. <laughs> but, um, so I work in digital and I've always said space and sex, they're just such huge drivers of the technology industry in general. And the first sex expo I went to a couple years ago, they were just getting big into VR content and I watched some and it, it is really visceral. It's still a little bit clunky, but you can kind of get over that. Yeah. This year, that was just de rigueur. Everybody had it. Yeah, no big yeah. deal. They were back focusing on dolls and stuff, but yeah, there were some great teledictonics. Yeah. God, that term is hilarious, but I like it. Um, <laughs> you you have to explain what that is, yeah. teledildonics. So it kind of covers all kinds of devices that help you do things by mm-hmm. remote. It could be Remotely. remote. So it could be yeah. remote across the room mm-hmm. or it could be remote across the planet. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple years ago this beautiful set of a fucking machine and a dildo you know, and whoever's on whichever end, yeah, male or female, but m- mobile controlled, which there are a lot of things like that, but yeah. this was like really high production value, really strong. Yeah. And <laughs> if you don't have a distance partner that you're trying to hook up with, don't worry, they had a social platform. So you yeah. could let some stranger that you're chatting with fuck you. Fuck so you. that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't yeah. see it this year, so I kind of wonder what happened to them. But anyway, <laughs> that kind of stuff. How about porn for um, some of the, you know, more niche segments of Mm. the population? Because we were talking about that on Thursday night. um, Porn's being able to reach, for example, like um, disabled people. Yeah, I mean, that was actually huge at the expo this year. So the article that I wrote about was technology and market segmentation, because that's what matters to me in my industry. But there was a chat by... Um, a Japanese VR company. They're one of the biggest in the world. I'm so sorry. I don't remember it. I can read the blog to find out. But uh, they were talking a lot about really targeting the elderly population and the disabled population. And it made me go away and think about if porn sees money in that, we should, as just working with my consumer clients, I should figure out why they think that. Mm -hmm. And I was just looking at stats of like by 2050, 25% 25% of us will be over 60. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just means like mobility issues and blah, blah, blah. Plus, in Japan, they're having really big problems with a lot of like sexual harassment of staff in mm-hmm. homes and stuff. It's just meaning that a bigger percent of the population is having a harder time getting access to something everybody should have access to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're not thinking about ways to solve that. Plus, yeah. there's like 30 million extra men in China. What are you going to do with them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, has any of you tried VR porn? Because that's definitely a big thing. Yeah, very briefly. Yes. Very briefly, just once. Actually, with you when you visited Bangkok. <laughs> oh, oh, that story. oh no. that's right. <clears throat> oh my gosh, with me, yeah. Well, she she's a friend, and he had one of the earlier head. I mean, this would have been three years ago, so it was one of the earlier headsets. We couldn't get it to work half the damn time, but it was like when you did get it to work, there was something kind of fascinating about turning to your left. Seeing a girl masturbating there, turning to your right, there's a girl masturbating there, and you're fucking a girl in front of you with this. It, it, yeah, it's yeah. like an interesting concept. It, yeah, I can t- absolutely see where it's gonna go. Yeah, and I can see how it works with the toys as well. Yeah. Because if you had oh that God. with like a toy, you know, a teledildonic toy or, or, yeah. or just a, a normal sex toy, that would be, yeah. So I could see how p- people would be at, into um, it. At Adult Asia Expo, they have all kinds of gear, from the simplest, just goggles, to, you know, something on your mobile or your wrist that is controlling some action, a sleeve that you're fucking, and she is absolutely taking a cue from your moves. I I don't know, some of the content looked really clunky, some of it looked pretty good, but interesting, for sure. It it still has a way to go, I think. Well, when we saw... um, the clip like three years ago it mm. still didn't feel that realistic mm. and it felt a bit clunky yeah yeah um but i'm sure that's only just gonna get and i think that's vr in general right now yeah. i'm saying like, yeah it's great for 360 video but you know it's still got a ways to go true yeah. interactive stuff there's some company in spain that's doing a lot of it's like live footage but you can control a bit but oh, i haven't actually seen it to see if it feels that way yeah so she's not computer generated mm-hmm. she, he and yeah yeah well let's talk about ethical porn have any of you watched that because we also talked about I've that say, documentary i've never typed in ethical porn into <laughs> <laughs> I thought this, you know, i'm feeling i'm feeling no, good today turned out to be ethical no i've never watched even when you before and you're saying like and then at the end of the clip and i'm like who gets to the end of the <laughs> clip <laughs> oh my gosh See, this um, is this is why I knew two boys on this podcast. No one gets yeah. the end of the clip. <laughs> um, so I follow Erica Lust on Tumblr. Yes, I love her stuff. Clips of her yeah. previews, but I have to admit, I've never gone to pay for it. But it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So she is. Well, she's the only porn that I've actually paid paid for. So, um, and I. I really love her porn. And it's, it's actually really not that expensive. It's, um, if you want to just buy a month, it would be like $300, like Hong Kong dollars. But if you bought a year, it would be even cheaper than that. It'd right. be like 200 or something. I mean, it's nothing. Yeah. Um, and um, that's, for me, an example of just amazing filmmaking. But the characters within each of the clips get to have sex at the end. So for me, it's... Um, the way she does it, and particularly, I I bought her Ex Confessions series. So mm. that's the series where people actually um, submit fantasies 
to her, and if she likes the fantasy, she will film it. Mm -hmm. So there's all kinds of fantasies there, um, and because the production value is so high, I really enjoy it. I thought I think the stories they aren't overdone, but there's always like a scene going on. So you know, there's like a kidnapping scene. There's like a film noir style, you know, femme fatale who you know has sex with the detective and then kills him kind of scene and it's all done beautifully mm -hmm. um the other platform i'm also like a real big fan on is um cindy gallup's make love not porn which is why i named this whole um episode make love not porn because her platform is all about real life user-generated couples as well and she crowdsources her material which then um which then means if you get put on your on her platform, a lot of the revenue that comes from watching that clip also goes to you. So she splits it with you. So her platform is you can actually it's affiliate marketing. Correct. So it's ethical in that it's not exploitative because the exploitation comes from a lot of the um, performers not being paid well. In fact, not being paid almost they get paid nothing almost right. Um, I guess I've just skipped that step because yeah. a lot of what I watch is DIY porn. Mm -hmm. mm. And some of the people that I follow also have Snapchat accounts where you can pay for longer form stuff, but that's them directly doing it. People sitting at home, not the amateur that you were talking about earlier, a house in Florida <laughs> with five girls, but really DIY people. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally support her cause, but I guess I have a more direct way to do it. Yeah. Maybe it's that you like her curation. Which yeah. is also a good reason to follow. Yeah, I haven't bought anything from Cindy's platform, but um, that's just because I don't really like the sort of real life stuff as much. I really like you nice... Want I like the <laughs> cinematic stuff. So yeah. that, that's just me, right? Um, but I'm a big fan of her. Both of these women have talks on TED as well. They're real progressive thinkers of their time. Um, last little bit of discussion that i really want just just before we go on yeah. like, i think what's amazing is the is the difference even just in this room of the different kind of the different um kind of streams that you can get into here because i think i walked in thinking oh we're going to talk about categories but the things you've just talked about like i've never even heard of before never even come really? into my mind like but that's ever the that's yeah. the joy of sex anyway. My mm -hmm. God, who wants to do oh. it all the same way? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah. but porn is a huge, massive beast. I mean, there are some very yeah. sad, sad corners of porn, yeah, but there's absolutely. also amazing ethical yeah. porn out there that's beautifully made and that supports, you know, healthy sexual desire, mm. um, which is my whole point of talking about yeah. these different... Um, perspectives and it's so unique and so individual it's it's really yeah. what you like mm -hmm. right and I, I think one of the things that's changed for me maybe a lot is what my definition of porn is I think in my 20s and 30s porn to me was Bang Brothers nasty <laughs> mm -hmm. <Yeah>. nasty <laughs> Ooh. and that, that's, that, that was the, the whole category I wasn't really thinking yeah. about DIY porn because yeah. it just wasn't yeah. you know like we're talking about computers just weren't making that accessible mm -hmm. and even when they were i just hadn't quite gone out and discovered it yet mm -hmm. so i was really happy to have a broader definition of what porn is and not have that porn mm -hmm. attitude about it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guys just looked at me like i'm ridiculous but, <laughs> but that's probably the big breakdown between women who don't watch porn and 
guys who do. Yeah. And there's, I think we're closer together than we think we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as I said, I think the last sort of little point of discussion that I really want to bring up is the fact that porn is entertainment and it's not education. And I, I don't know about you, but there's huge differences between how sex is portrayed in mainstream porn. Not all porn, but mainstream mm. porn and in real life porn. And I was wondering what you thought were the main differences. I think there's an emotional, even if you're not in a, even if we're just talking about casual sex, you need to consider the human in front of you. And that's something that's not happening when you're at home watching. I really, I really like Cindy Gallup's Make Love Not Porn um, platform for that because I, she has like one category, which is like funny sex because people oh, laugh it. about sex I all the time. It. She's got one category, which is like period sex because people have sex on their periods and it's fine. That's what happens in real life, right? So she's all about um, exploring these niches about what sex is like in real life. So yeah. I'm a big supporter great, of that. Yeah. Actually, in preparation for this, I went and looked at Erica Lust Tumblr to see what she was reposting lately. She doesn't post a lot of her original yeah. content. What does she do? reposting other stuff. It's a good way to discover maybe uh, accounts that you'd like to follow. But she had a great uh, art porn piece of a woman freshly fucked on a red sheet who was on her period but it was actually really beautiful yeah. really not something i like to look at usually yeah but, oh, hey but some done. people hey. might like yeah and it and does happen in life. real life yeah, yeah it's nothing to be ashamed of right um yeah. what do you think are the biggest myths and misperceptions that mainstream porn has perpetuated so we talked about body hair <laughs> body image yeah. body image altogether yeah, yeah. Um, anything else I think it's usually from a male point of view. Yeah. And, I th you know, I'm a reasonable adult and I can tell the difference now, but if I was an 18-year-old guy, I would probably miss that fact altogether. Mm -hmm. And it's good to see, especially in some more DIY or <laughs> artsy porn, <laughs> that it's a different perspective. Just yep. even, for, like, from the camera lens, yep. different perspective. Yeah. I, I hate, like, just in general how unsafe most porn actually is like there's always no condoms and what i really really can't stand is I when they do the that. when they do the ass to mouth stuff mm -hmm. and i'm like and then ass to vagina um penis you know when the penis goes right into the ass and then right into the vagina and i'm just it just makes my sexual health uh, you know educator inside me just cringe because all of that is so unsafe and unsanitary okay so last section you won't have received these questions mm. beforehand but well it's it's kind of almost like a little game that we play with all of our guests it's our rapid fire round we call it the quickie but goodie i read a bunch of questions to you you have five seconds to respond and we'll play too um and all the questions will be somewhat porn related today um all right so i'm gonna start with who's your favorite porn star by name the only one i can name i think is ryan madison hey. there's one she's retired but her name's erica campbell oh, mine's what? name is gage i don't know anything more than that okay <laughs> i uh, feel bad all of gage, a sudden I'm like, oh. is that a guy that's a girl Okay. G G it's spelt wrong too. Which yeah. I always All right. Okay. It's G U A G E. Okay. 
Okay, no, I, I have to say I was quite I was quite a big fan of Sasha Gray. Oh. Um, because I think she's quite smart, but she, you know, she really put her, like her heart and soul in a lot of her scenes. I quite enjoyed it. Her, uh, what's more likely to pop up in your porn search <clears throat> history? MILF, hentai, threesomes, or anal? MILF, threesomes, hentai. Oh, okay. Threesomes for me. One absolute turn off. That you have with porn storylines. <laughs> uh, I would say the the shitty white casting couch that that scene. Is just, I love this. That casting? whole setup is just. I'm gonna go with my earlier answer though. Raspberries. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 gonna go with gaping holes and also the acrylic nails. Mm. in the vagina i'm like how, yeah. how, to stop like stop touching yourself when you have these long acrylic nails i'm like ouchie um if you have a chance to make a porn movie out of a popular tv series or movie like this is just commercial <sighs> movie what movie would that be uh, okay i'm gonna say mine game of thrones Ooh. no it's gotta be crowned no. just for the, just for the total craziness of oh it. i love the crowd crown <laughs> just see them on all fours i would like to see that they're being very polite the whole way <laughs> i i don't know what crown's about it's about um like queen elizabeth coming to power ah uh, okay very, uh, very, philip is hot in it though yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> might be blade runner Oh, that would be very, very, very good. good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. you win. Oh. All right. Who would you choose to be in your fantasy porn scene? A librarian, a nurse, pizza delivery person, a priest, or a mechanic? Uh, oh. Librarian. Nurse. Something about librarian sounds. Librarian. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy. Definitely wearing stockings into mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I get that. I'd like you? the buttoned up look. Like, mm-hmm. like you know those little classic schoolgirl. Are you both? Oh, you mean something librarian? Yeah, no. yeah. Torn to pieces. How about you, Tara? I gotta go there because, uh, yeah. Librarian? Yeah. Oh. The other ones don't, and that's not even high on the list, but. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I might go with the priest, but that's because mm, I yeah. had a very <laughs> religious upbringing. So it comes out in ways you never expect. Um. <laughs> Okay, which porn title would you most likely pick up? Honey, I Blew the Kids. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> that's... Wow. No, that's wrong. Asablanca. Just generally. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's great. Asablanca. Yes. Uh, Throbin Hood, Prince of Beeves. <laughs> oh, winner. Winner. I don't know how. And, or Hori Potter and the Sorcerer's Balls. Oh, Robin Hood for me. No, Harry Potter. <laughs> Asablanca. Harry Potter sounds like a gay. Um, it does sound like in the Sorcerer's Balls. That sounds like a gay title. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely seeing a ginger guy. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw <laughs> lots of, nothing wrong with a ginger guy. I just saw lots of capes. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Tora? Asablanca, just for the name. <laughs> okay. No, that was my favorite pun. Yeah, that was my favorite pun. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Robin Hood as well. <laughs> All right. So thanks so much, Ross and Tora, for joining us today on the show. It's been so much fun chatting mm. with you guys and a really broad and interesting and so big. thought-provoking discussion, I think. 
Um, also, a big shout out to Claire. She's not here, but she generous, very generously volunteered her time behind the scenes to put together a lot of this research for me. Claire, you're amazing. So I think what can we learn? And as a key takeaway from today, I think everyone's experience with porn is so subjective, unique, and individual. Um, and porn itself is just a huge and complex and meaty topic. I think you can come into contact with good porn, with bad porn. Um, we talked about how watching it can also lead to desensitization, but it can also lead to sexual discovery. Um, so I'm interested to find out from you guys. If you're listening out there, what is your current stand on porn? And have your experiences been mostly positive or negative? And why? So drop us a line at sarahsense.com or on Instagram. Hello, Sarah Sense for me and Double Star Co. for Jai. Now I'm going to leave you all with a final thought. People here in the studio as well as people listening, take it as a challenge for me. Maybe you can picture me speaking to you with a ruler <laughs> and a very sexy school teacher outfit if that helps. Um, so let's all just try to make healthier and more discerning choices with our porn. Or if we don't find anything we like out there, why not make our own? <laughs> you know, exactly. you only have to send it to a partner, but that could be fun. It could be hot. And hint, hint, it could make us better in bed. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.